What the hell's he doing? Thinks he's got it going bossa nova. No way. No way. What is this garbage? You're going off with Rap Critic and Muse. <laughs> what was that? <laughs> I wanted to talk a little bit about old YouTube stuff and our memories about, like, old internet and stuff like that because we always seem to have, like, a good bit of fun with that and... I have a couple catalysts uh, that made me think of that specifically. I thought in my head, oh, I'll just quote one of, like, the more kind of like, oh, yeah, everyone remembers this shit. And then for you to say, I don't know what that is, it's almost like, oh, wow. Oh, fuck. Wow. Do I actually get the chance to introduce to you? I wasn't exactly sure what it, what you were saying and how it related, but... I mean, it might be one of those things where, like, once you explain, I might know what it is, you know what I'm saying? But, like... There's a video called Drinking Out of Cups. The video is a CGI lizard uh, talking with a New York accent. Wow, man. T 2006 YouTube is hard to explain. The guy recorded the, uh, the audio in 2003. It didn't get made into a YouTube animated short until three years later by, um... You might remember him, uh, Liam Lynch. Liam Lynch had a very small flirt with fame with the song United States of Whatever. Mm. Ho. Oh. I'm not catching that. Oh, man. Okay. Holy shit. I mean, again, no, it might be fine. like as soon as you send me the link, I Whoa. might know what it is, but offhand, United States of Whatever isn't ringing any bells. No. Oh, man. Okay. I was just thinking of the Money for Nothing song. Like, and how, like, you know, if you listen to that song, like, it's a very long song, and, like, there's parts of it where it just sounds like he's just, like, kind of rambling, like, oh, what is that? Look at that. What, what's he doing there? What, what is he jumping all around with, playing on the bass like a chimpanzee or something like that? And it's just like, I, so I thought you were just going, like, oh, yeah, what, what's that? What's it, what is he, got a quarter water? Like, I was like, is that, is that what happens in the song? <laughs> you know what's so funny, uh, besides both of the songs having uh, the F slur in them, it's funny you bring it up because the concepts are kind of similar where in money for nothing they're mimicking a conversation they overheard and in that case they were watching mtv and it was like the dialogue of them watching tv and drinking out of cups is essentially oh, <laughs> the same thing amazing that you just happened to bring that up <laughs> look how we tied it together <laughs> but yeah uh youtube and what what made me think about it uh specifically this might make people think of uh death to smoochie but i don't mean uh, to trigger those memories. Randy Rainbow, not to be confused with Rainbow Randolph. It's a bit cringier than that, even. See, what Randy Rainbow does, uh, he does these parody songs about the topical stuff going on. Like, he just recently released a song about Kamala Harris being, like, picked as the VP. And he's on Twitter, and he had a picture of Joe Biden and Kamala Harris, and the caption was something like, all right, mom and dad, see you in the morning. And people are just, like, super cringed by this guy. He shows up on my timeline every few weeks with a new horrible Orange Man Bad type parody song. Like, when... It's almost as bad as when The Simpsons tries to do political commentary these days. How it's just the most base-level... You know, hey, Trump, he's overweight. He's got tiny hands. He's got orange skin. Ha ha. We're not going to delve any deeper than that because then we'd actually be talking about real shit. And we can't be doing that. 
you know, in like 2012, when it's like, huh, isn't politics, you know, still uh, kind of a fun thing to talk about? <laughs> yeah, right. As a white, queer, cis guy, you're really not, like, worried about, like, anything going on right now or possible policies, like... This specifically looks like, um, wasn't it actually the key of awesome people they originally got started by doing, like, parody songs, but for the election, like, they did the Obama girl, they were behind the Obama girl thing, I think? It is 2020 Obama girl, 100%. I was thinking that same thing. It was like, we are not in that climate, son. <laughs> yeah, I, at the time, I never watched any of those Obama girl videos, because it just seemed like... Just fangirl for Yeah, like, Obama? okay, what is like, this? Just trying to make it... Yeah, yeah. It's like, okay, I guess it's nice that, you know, it's pushing, you know, that guy's name out there. You know what I'm saying? But it's just like, but I'm not... What is this materially actually saying or doing? Like, yeah. Every single time Randy Rainbow shows up on my timeline, I know you're going to get this reference. He reminds me of... I'll get one of these references. <laughs> You remember the episode of The Simpsons where Lisa went to DC for the, uh, for like the speech contest? And between every kid who like read their speech, there was this old guy with like a red, white, and blue like suspenders. And that's the deficit, right? Oh, him. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. This shit reminds me of that so much. Uh, right, just like, right. Hey, everybody, we're gonna talk about the... Oh, 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 oh. Like, oh my god, please. Please get the fuck out of my mentions. Randy Rambo got me thinking specifically because in an era of, like... God, even Weird Al follows Randy Rambo. That's... <laughs> Weird <Look>. Al is... <laughs> he's way too nice of a guy. Exactly. Um, <laughs> damn. Allow me to get kids these days... For, like, just a second, if y'all will bear with me, of, like, and I, and I know me and you have an age uh, discrepancy also, but I don't think it's that major, or at least I didn't think so before you didn't know what drinking out of cups and <laughs> Liam Lynch's United States of whatever were, but anyway. Maybe I was still on Newgrounds at that point. <laughs> that's very possible, yeah. Um, I, only, I only went to YouTube for music videos at that point. Ah, <laughs> uh, Okay. Okay, that that makes sense then. Um, even though uh, United States of Whatever was a music video, and I actually saw it air on um, MTV Two a couple times. I, I, like, I'm, it's vaguely. This a... is my United States of Whatever. United States of Whatever. Nothing. Anyway, it's almost impossible to keep up with like what the newest like big video meme is. But like, when I think back to when I was like around their age and i think about like what videos were on youtube and we were, we were all talking about there might have been like five or six videos that like everyone was aware of and it's just such a different climate now because on youtube there wasn't that much content really yeah you're speaking about it like it you know the you know we used to only have three channels and now, <laughs> now we've got so many channels of internet like. <laughs> That's what it fucking feels like. Cause I, because, yo, like, oh yeah, remember when like yeah, two girls, one cup hit. Everybody oh, yeah. knew about that. Everybody knew two girls, one cup. Yeah, it was a, remember, like the joke was to find out about it. Yeah, it, it's funny because like at the time, most of the meme videos were like people being embarrassing. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Like oh, Star Wars kid. You yeah, know. that that's where I'm going. Star Wars kid, 
Uh, um, oh man, this is gonna be a deep pull. Aisha? It was like a kid in his room. It was very on the same line of like the Numa Numa guy. And it's like, hey, look, look at this cringy dude. Look at him being embarrassing. I don't remember that and- one, but I do remember the Numa Numa one. Uh, like, yeah, that was originally just from like some boy band that just happened to be like somewhere in like, I don't know, Nova Scotia or somewhere like that. So it's like, it's not yeah, in English. I forget. They were either, like, Romanian or Argentinian. Yeah, but I think it's Romanian, yeah. Something about it felt weebish enough that... For sure. <laughs> like, why does this guy know about this band? <laughs> the, the music video does have them, like, drawn in anime style, so they know what's up. <laughs> but after a while, it was, like, people making content specifically for the purpose of being seen. I know that sounds weird because it's what everyone does now. I get what you're saying, but yeah, there was a time where it was like you go to YouTube and like, oh, did you see how that dumbass failed in that, you know, fail video or skate video or something like that? So much of it was like found footage. Yeah, yeah. There becomes a certain point, yeah, where it switched over. It's like, I'm making this video and I want you to see what I'm doing. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And I know, like, that sounds wild because, yeah, why wouldn't you do that? If something was entertainment-worthy, it was usually, like, either something that a big company could produce and put online, or it was, like, an animated Flash thing. You know what I'm saying? Like, because animated Flash, like, that was around, like, you know, but, again, it was also very cheap. But, like, yeah, that was the only sort of, like, the main sort of, like, planned content, I guess. Like, everything else was, like, yeah, either a video of something famous that you wanted to check out, or look at this dumbass failing... (laughs) I think that's the biggest problem with memes today, is that corporations got involved. Oh, did I, I think it was like this one meme where it was like, I, I don't know, it was something, some billboard I saw that was like, you know, yeet your way to some McDonald's or something like that. Yeet <laughs> a like, fucking McNugget into your fucking face, <laughs> like, you're not even asshole. Trying. <laughs> oh man, McDonald's got my number. They know I was craving a McNugget. That's why I really like that uh, uh, Megan Thee Stallion copyrighted her Hot Girl Summer shit. It's like, look, I don't care if it doesn't ever get used again. You're not fucking using it. <laughs> you just reminded me of two separate things, and my brain just fucking split like you were tearing uh, a piece of go paper. Go off, King. <laughs> I never in any format really voiced my displeasure of Hot Girl Bummer and how I think it's like, the worst fucking song oh, of the who year. Made that? Isn't it like Bareface or something? No, oh, don't be smirched the name of Bareface. No, it's I, fucking I, but it was like some, who, who was it? There are very few songs that repulse me in a way that if I hear it even for a second on the radio, that shit is getting switched so fucking quick. It's so, so, so dumb just from the title. Like, ugh. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. It's like, get it? It's so tongue in cheek. But just the. And you, oh my god, it's so, ooh. This is to Hot Girl Summer as uh, No Pigeons is to, uh, you know, uh, No Scrubs, but much worse. (laughs) You know, I think it's like once every three years we gotta mention Sporty Thieves until until we land that coveted Sporty Thieves interview. Exactly. But the other thing you reminded me of talking about Flash Animation, because Flash Animation, I think, is, uh, or Flash as a, uh, program is being discontinued this year oh, or yeah it's like that's wait. the fucking end of an era two of my earliest memories of flash shows that i watched a lot of 
And these are on two very opposite sides of the spectrum, and I'll explain. Homestar Runner. I will say I actually missed Homestar Runner. I never I never saw that, so I didn't get any of those references when like someone would make a video about it and just be like, what? I was watching like, what was that? Fucking Singing Horse or some shit like that and fucking, uh, uh, what was that goddamn thing? Um, what, Charlie the Unicorn? I think that one, and also throwing a gerbil in a microwave. Uh, oh, well, yeah, this fucking Joe Cartoon shit. Yeah, yep, I was there for that, and also a new bunny, but uh, that's another conversation. Anyway, you were going on about your thing. Oh, yeah, that's right, I forgot you said that. That's another one of those things that'd be very hard to explain to someone who isn't aware of it. It's either, it, it's it really is, and I know this sounds pretentious, it's really a either you had to be there kind of thing. <laughs> Because if someone were to try to watch Homestar Runner today, I don't think it would click, but it was just the right place, right time. And the other one is Neurotically Yours and uh, Foamy. Oh, Foamy, yes. Immediately, there was that feeling of like, I'm here for the funny, silly squirrel. Why do we keep focusing on the chick getting big boobs and stuff? And it's like, what's, why is that important? (laughs) Those fucking later years, or at least what I thought were later years. It's sooner than I I think you might remember. Cause like, I remember it being like during the height of like, yeah, when I should like know who this is, but then being like, no, this, is this what people are talking about? Like it, it felt like that, you know what I mean? Like going into it, you know? Again, right place, right time, edgy, edgelord, try-hard, 14, 15-year-old me. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, jamming in new metal and fucking getting on new grounds. <laughs> oh, I mean, I never got into the ah. new metal, but... I remember watching it a fair amount, thinking it was kind of funny. Um, I bring it up because recently, out of complete curiosity, I was like, I'm sure those are on YouTube. Right? Mm-hmm. Let, let me just check it out and see. And I watched one of the, like, you know, Jermaine uh, wasn't in that episode. Like, it was just Foamy ranting about a thing. He was talking about, like, SJW culture. And I was like, oh. wait, wait a sec. <laughs> oh, no. When, when was this uploaded? Oh, like, 2017? Mm-mm. Oh no! Oh, <laughs> oh no! <laughs> it's still, <laughs> it's still fucking happening. Are you serious? Mm. Yeah, we're still doing the. I want to voice my opinion on all these things, but I'm gonna pitch shift it and be a fucking squirrel doing it. For really? All the OG foamy fans out there, you know. Like, they haven't moved on? Are you kidding me? <laughs> Who's this for? Maybe him and Fred could do a uh, reunion tour. <laughs> oh, man. Fucking leave Lucas <laughs> out of this. high-pitched voice people. Annoying Orange, Lucas, and Foamy. Last week, I told you and the listening audience about a what I refer to as a rocket mortgage uh, commercial that was parodying uh, Two Princes by Spin Doctors. Mm-hmm. A listener on Twitter actually recorded their radio in their car because they they heard it too. And it was State Farm. Not rocket mortgage. I think it's just the fact that the word rockets is in the lyrics that 
I thought it was Rocket Mort- An honest mistake, you can see how I could make that. I wanted to give a shout out to Flippy Invader, by the way, who is the person on Twitter who recorded that State Farm ad and uh, corrected me, and I'm so glad I got to hear it again. That that really made my day. You want to start with Jakai the Motormouth, since it's older? Yeah, yeah, let's go with it. Oh boy, okay, so. so. Uh, Jack Esposito, thank you so much for your request for God vs. Satan by Jakai the Motormouth. This is an album that I got into, like, way back in the day. Like, I'm pretty sure yep. I brought it up on the podcast and, like, referenced it in, like, a rap critic episode or something like that. And, like, so this is someone that I always thought was, like, you know, oh, I, I can't remember how I found him, but it was, like, someone that, you know, is, like, hey, you know, I'm, I'm an independent person working in music and you need to listen to other independent people. You know, here's another independent person or something like that. And I remember getting his stuff and being like, wow, this is so creative. Like, there's this whole concept of, like, you know, like, God versus Satan and all this cool thing. And each song is going out through his thing. But it's but it's shock rap, but it's also really creative. And why is there a battle rap track between every single fucking song that's supposed to be, like, related to the actual album? Like, what is going on with this album? <laughs> it's so, like, one of those things where it's just like, I like this concept. And he is doing things that keep annoying me that makes it hard for me to share this with with other people because it's hard to get into it you know what i mean this was back because i also gotten to this album way back when back and as i've mentioned before the, the uh the blog spot days where you would just mm. go on a thing and just download a whole bunch of uh yeah. underground I don't know about that mainstream stuff. stuff let's see what's going on underground yeah exactly i don't care about lil wayne i want to see what this jakai the motormouth's gotta say i didn't remember too much about it though since i haven't listened to it since like 2010 so it's been a solid decade uh since i've listened to this and this has not aged well this was a really 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 bad experience for me bad oh no <laughs> this was really bad um you, you weren't even you, you weren't even able to enjoy like you know the sort of concepts and what was going no. on and shit like that no 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 okay <laughs> let's get into it then <laughs> this is Jakai's an example of, and you mentioned it before, he's a battle rapper. That's mm. where his, uh, that's where his supposed strengths lie. And it's kind of a meme, a running joke, a trope, that nothing's worse than when a battle rapper tries to make a full-length album of just, like, straight-up songs, and man, it does not translate. It's this concept album about, like, you know, God uh, is battling with uh, d the devil over this one specific person's soul. And, uh, but, you know, fuck it, it's the setup for the concept. All right, whatever. <laughs> God's chilling in heaven and randomly is kicking it, w meets the devil, who I guess is also in heaven. Whatever, we need the setup. <laughs> You've all seen the Mystery Science Theater 3000 short, where, where the devil and an angel randomly decide to pick one bread salesman? And try to tempt him to go against the... He's such a straight-laced salesman, I'm gonna try to have him cheat people out of money. Haha! <laughs> he's not gonna listen to you, he's gonna stick by the rules, and he's gonna do what's right. The rapper du jour is gonna be tempted by these six different uh, scenarios. And, you know, if he falls for the temptation, uh, then the devil gets a point. If he doesn't fall for the temptation, you know, the devil loses a point. So that, that that's the general setup. So, then we're like... 
Okay, uh, yeah, let me show you what this Jakai the Motormouth guy sounds like so you can, you know, see just how, just how evil he is. And God's like, well, I don't know. I think there might be a little good in him. Let's, let's start the test. (laughs) And you hear him actually rap and it's like, He's the most trying to be offensive rapper. And it's oh like, my god, dude. How would anyone be like, oh, there's a little bit of good in this guy? The very first fucking Well, I mean, I kinda enjoy the the underground address intro thing purely because mm. of the sort of like you know, the sort of like I'm uh, being bold-faced in calling out people who only like uh, underground rap just because it's underground and just like Mm. shit that they don't understand just because it sounds weird. And I'm like, and that's like one of those things where like, even as a kid who liked underground music, I was like, ooh, but yeah, (laughs) you know what I mean? Like there's that element to it. But then you hear what he's saying and it's like, there's good punchlines and good like play on words and stuff like that every now and then. But there's also, like, these way too forced, like, punchlines where he's, like, trying too hard to, like, make the thing work. And then there's just the bold face, like, shocking stuff. Like, the very first track has the F word in it. Yeah. And mm-hmm. just, like, the intro. It's not even, like, 15 seconds in, I think. It's just like, oh, come on. That was a big eye roll for me. The uh, boy is, um... Oh, he's about to hit that stop button? Oh, man. Look... By radio friendly, this guy is already trying to be like. You know what's funny? He reminded me of Joe Biden in the sense. You, you, you remember how? For, you remember how? Well, they're both fucking creepy assholes. But you remember how for a while there, Joe Biden would say, "If you don't like me, vote for the other guy." Mm. Fucking Jakai on this album is so often so like, much. "Hey." Turn me off. Listen to someone else if I'm too much for you. Like, can you fucking not, dude? (laughs) What about the people that are here for it? Are they, like, nodding in agreement? Like, yeah, asshole. There's the door. If they can't stand the heat, get out the kitchen. I'm hanging with Jakai. Well, you know, that's the shock rap sort of thing. Like, oh, I'm so hardcore. I don't give a fuck. Like, man, I'm hating on everybody. I, I'm even hating myself. Like <laughs> this, this track when he was like, I, "I'm so, I'm so awful. I whip my own ass." <laughs> I never even got this much of a tryhard sense from like Eminem at any point. Yeah, like straight up. There's lyrics where he's like, "I'll shoot myself and reconstruct myself," and it's just like, "What?" <laughs> <laughs> I'll give. I'll take the gun from you and shoot my six, myself six times in the face. I think my problem with Jakai outside of just the haha ain't I so edgy because I, I I can handle that I can hang with that if he's clever or if he's saying interesting shit the the third track kleptobrainiac which I cringed at the mere sight of the title of uh, of that track he's trying to tell you how to steal but do it but do it the legal way oh I thought that one was cool I I really enjoyed that track he didn't say a clever fucking line or bar for, in for that real? song. Oh, wait, no. hold on now. Now I gotta protest. Because no, I, <laughs> I really no. enjoyed that track. I thought that was actually, especially like 15-year-old me hearing a song where it's like, hey, here's how you can fucking technically legally steal shit and fucking... <laughs> so I, you, I, I thought that's pretty cool. And also just the setup of like the devil's coming down to trick this guy into like, you know, well... 
the, the idea is that it's testing him, but, like, I don't understand how it's testing him. I mean, like, hey, person who already has proven to be a thief, let me help you do a job where you can thief even more. But that's not the point. The point is that, you're, you know, at least for me, I'm like, it's a clever song where it's like, oh, yeah, I'm teaching this guy to legally steal. And then with the idea of how it ending being like, yeah, and, and like, later on, I'm going to teach you all this shit I, I, I won't say on tape. But, uh, you know, before I have to jet out of here and, you know, fucking skip, uh, here's a 38, nigga, give me all that shit like i love that sort of like you know just like a good sort of story you know what i mean i, I thought it was cool how they how they laid it out on sort of like here's this guy teaching him how to rob it, and then it's like oh yeah no honor among thieves bitch you know what i mean i thought that was cool the songs in general where he's like telling a story especially like with kleptobrainiac right like it's a cool idea the majority of the bars in the song you know like it's a difference of like if someone were to hand you a manual of like hey, here's how to legally steal shit, and you read it, you wouldn't be like, oh yeah, these are really dope bars. It's just like sentences? That was the vibe I got from a lot of his shit, of just like, yeah, he's he's telling me a story, but not in a really interesting way. Like, he's not, like, there aren't really clever, like, flips and turns of phrase. It's just kind of... You know, you are specifically talking about his style, like, of, like, rapping, which is, yeah, very, like, I'm just saying the thing, and then, like, whenever, like, he doesn't try to, like, make things flow, it's just, like, I'm saying this line, and then I can just record over it what the next line is, instead of, like, making it as cohesive, which does allow him to be very wonky with how he's actually laying out what he's saying, which I can definitely see how it can take people out of the song. Originally, I was thinking, like, man, if you got, like, maybe one or two of these, like, battle rap tracks, I think there's, like, one or two that's actually really good, like, Stage Fright, I enjoyed... Because you can get the idea of like what's going on in the song. Oh, I'm trying to uh, I'm trying to piss off this guy so that he fucking leaves the stage and doesn't even feel like you know he has enough confidence to face me. Like, okay, that's that's a coherent thing I can get with that, and they lay that out in interesting ways. But yeah, and fucking like uh, radio friendly. I think it's like in that one he says, yeah, you better check your game because I like to punch bitches that reject my game. Like, oh, what? Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> Like, uh, did you not remember you're supposed to be making an album where I'm, like, ultimately supposed to believe you can be a good person who can be redeemed? Okay, one thing I do have to say is completely unforgivable. You don't put skits back-to-back on an album. What the fuck are you doing? What the fuck are you doing? (laughs) I thought the abduction was especially embarrassing. Uh, 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 the skit? Uh, the, the battle rap against an alien <laughs> aboard a spaceship. I thought that one was, again, one of the more creative ones. The punchlines, you know, they're, yeah. they're okay, but I do like how some of them go. Like, where, where he talks about, you know, like, you motherfuckers been here for apparently centuries and still haven't redesigned your ships. You know, like, shit like that is, like, kind of clever to me. But the alien's like, uh, you're so dark, you look like you were born inside the Earth's core. It's like... Well, that wouldn't really be getting an O out of the crowd like that. You know what I mean? Like, I think the the crowd reactions were really giving me like, oh, we don't need this. This well, is bad. I, I think that's adding to it. I, I like that. I like that that stuff like that puts you in the the sort of like, oh, this is actually happening. Okay, how would this concept go? I'm checking it out. You know what I mean? I, I'm here for the concepts. I I just feel like the 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 follow through is a little weak, especially in terms of like, oh man, if this is supposed to be like humans against like aliens, like. You 
you should be going for more jokes. This should feel like a fucking Futurama song brought to life. You know what I mean? Like, copyright is featured on here, and he's the, like, the featured guest who does the rapping, uh, for the alien. And I really do feel like, like, he gets the most jabs in. Like, I kind of felt bad for humanity in that, in that instance, because he was like, you're never gonna win this battle, nigger. Oh, did you get mad at that? Yeah, I figure. You guys getting mad about name calling? Getting angry over that? No need to invade. You guys will blow yourself off the map. Like, that's, that's a good fucking battle rap right there. The only songs I even remotely enjoyed, I'll be completely honest here, uh, were the last two. And even then, uh, not the biggest fan. Dang, I really enjoyed this movie. <laughs> yeah. Nah, Cause, nah. Cause, I, 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 I honestly, I gave this a one and a quarter. Oh my goodness, wow. Yeah, I, I was not fucking with this. No It's love. just like, if you're gonna do the shock shit, that's fine. But like, like R.A. does the shock shit, but he fucking, you know, he tries to work in... Like, just, like, clever bars and references to shit and, like, being lyrical. But, like, I didn't get that from Jakai. I just got, like, bored with so many of these. The beats are so fucking lackluster. Like, nothing memorable in the beats department. What's his fucking personality besides I'm, I'm an edgelord? I was turned off by so much of this album that... I just, I didn't, I didn't fuck with it. I was actually going to bring up positive rap as an example of what I feel was actually one of the better, like, uses of the shock rap, right? Like, the way he did it. Because, okay, so this song is about him, you know, finding out that he has AIDS, right? So basically, he talks about doing all this horrible shit, running trains on all these chicks, you know, robbing a bank. He lets off his gun and accidentally shoots two kids or whatever. The rest I left fled to the flat contemplating what I did, feeling remorse for dumping shots on little kids who never had a chance at life. What the fuck was I thinking? I made this bed I sleeping. I woke up as a weakling. Like, I kind of like the sort of, like, having that revelation of, like, you know, I don't give a fuck. I'm going to do whatever the fuck I want. And then just sort of like, oh, wait a minute. That was actually really awful. Oh, shit. Fuck it. I'm going to die, and that's just how it's going to be. And, you know, I'm going to do whatever the fuck I want. Who gives a shit? And then at the bit, the tail end, you hear, like, you know, you hear the police coming up, and it's like, I put the gun to my temple as they hear the answering machine. And then you hear the, and it's the doctor just going, like, Hey, uh, so we're not supposed to give out this information, but, uh, there was a bit of a mix-up in the lab, and, uh, you actually, uh, do have a clean bill of health, so if you want to come in, and then over, over that, the doctor saying that, he's just like, no, 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 and just, like, pops the gun off, it's like that sort of, like, really fucking dark, uh, edge to it, I don't know, I fucking enjoyed that shit. Such a fucking slog to get to the, the fucking clever shit, though, for me. I, I honestly don't even remember that. I was so I was so tuned out. I'll be completely honest with you. Like I, I hated the dude's voice. Also, the oh yeah, like, yeah. His goddamn lisp was so distracting. It gets a little Mike Tyson. <laughs> it made it really hard for me to listen to that way. If we had like basically half the fucking track listing, which again makes it really goddamn unfortunate because yeah. that is part of it. So you have to take that into consideration, right? But like, I really do feel if this was six tracks. Six tracks about these scenarios. And think about that now. There are six different scenarios, which means there are six songs in which those scenarios happen. To give you a clue, this this album has 21 tracks. No. No. <laughs> so, like, like, come on. Dude. <laughs> like, dude. Even if there were skits, this album track listing should be maybe 12 or 13 tracks. You know what I'm saying? I still have to disagree. I think that a lot of the songs, they keep my interest. Like I said, with, with the tunnel, which, you know, I think is the, 
the fucking uh, top tier of this album where it's kind of like talking about him. Uh, you know, he gets into a car accident and then like he just literally like goes into hell and you're seeing like he's describing like what it's what it's like. And I just feel like that imagery and the way he takes it there with in how the beat work and like hearing all the, the background noises like lashing and, you know, monsters and volcanoes erupting and shit like that. Like, I don't know. I, I think it does a really good job of like taking you to that place and then how it like gives you that extra flip of like you finding out that like, oh, you know, he actually sees his father in hell and he's, like, this preacher and he's trying to tell him, like, oh, you know, be a better person than me and, you know, like, I, I like the way it, like, flips that where you, like, find out, like, oh, his dad is an even worse person than him and, you know, he's supposed to be this preacher but he actually, like, slept with all these different women and left his mom and had a crack addiction and it's like, oh, shit. Because his voice was such a fucking turnoff for me and because there were only lyrics to, like, five of these songs online. <laughs> yeah. This album was really hard for me to follow. And I will be completely <laughs> honest and I feel bad uh for uh for what was it Jack that requested this because it made it really hard for me to follow and so much of the things you're mentioning I don't even remember. Because I don't remember hearing it. Well, and also at the same time it's like I kind of can't blame you because it's like for every one song where you can be like, "Oh yeah, that's what the concept was." And then you just like two songs later you're like Wait, I just heard, like, a song and a half about him just, like, being a shitty asshole with him and his friends. Like, what what, what, what was happening again? Uh, oh, yeah, 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 the God and Satan. Right, right, right. Like, it, the album does you no favors in actually helping you, you know, process exactly what's going on because it so wants to be like, but I'm still this hardcore rapper, so I'm, let me give you this, you know, hardcore rap song every now and then. And, you know, for every, you know, couple of, like, good lines where, where I feel that there are in there, you'll have a line where, and this was early on in stage, right, one of the songs I like, where he's like, I'm like a masturbator with an insomniac penis. I'll beat you if you keep it up. It's just, uh, like, it's so belabored the way it's written, you know what I mean? Like, there are a lot of really clever ideas in here that you're bringing up that I feel really shitty for not remembering. <laughs> and I probably would have, I probably would have liked this album better. If there weren't aspects at play that made it just hard for me to be able to listen to it. And I feel like I'm cheating uh, the requester out of a review by not really... Well, I mean, that's honest by saying how you feel about how it struck you, though. I mean, you know. I mean, yeah. You can't I be like, I... no, uh, the right opinion is that I feel good about it. Like, yeah, if that's how you feel, I mean... <laughs> Yeah, no, I, I, like, it is a very uninformed review on my part because I don't have all the lyrics in front of me and because it was hard for me to pay attention to this guy's voice because it was a super fucking turn off for me. Yeah, and, and again, it, it, it's hard to deny, like, he has a wonky flow at a lot of times. Like, there was one or two times where, like, you could tell, you, you know how people do the speed rapping thing, but, like, purely because you could tell they had too many words and they just needed to shove it in and not because it was actually really clever. You know, it like, that happens every now and then. It's, like, one of those type of things. And he's focused more on, like, doesn't it sound so cool that I'm so clever, though? Instead of, like, but are you ma making a song that I actually want to hear, though? I don't think I ever got your uh, total on this one. Uh, I give this a three and a half out of five. Okay. Uh, like I said, I, I think that, you know, there's, there's a really good album in here. <laughs> you just gotta look for it it's in there trust me and you know i'm gonna say this as someone who you know feels like i'm a music curator and all this fun all that fun sexy stuff like that's not your job it's not your job to find a good album within an album no it's their job to give you a good album and in that respect like i think he did a poor job of presenting this idea that i think would have been really cool if he would have really cared about it you know what i'm saying like 
Uh, I, I really think uh, Left is um, a really good, like, closer, especially with how it, you know, uh, gives you the this very, like, intricate, like, uh, 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 story of, you know, like, if the rapture happened and me having to deal with it and, oh, some of my family members, like, have left and I don't know why and we're just seeing on the news that, like, all this tragedy and horror is happening. Like, I like the way it spells out that sort of thing. You know, I, I think in general, I just like music that puts me in a certain place and, like, where I can be like, oh, my God, I'm, like, visually able to, uh, you know, see this album. You know what I'm saying? Like, I enjoyed it in that respect. But, again, I cannot let it go for the insecurity that allowed him to stuff it with so many battle raps to, in a way I guess he felt like would make him respected, but which just clutters up uh, a really good idea that he could have had. So, yeah, that's how I feel. Moving on to our next request, requested by Orange Ape Eagle, Big Crit, Woo. with Forever is a Mighty Long a Time. Mighty, mighty Long Time. Is it a critical hit, or is it a critical miss? See what I did? Crit. Oh, oh, oh. Anyway. Okay, so you, I, I'm already getting I'm already getting from you the, the muse, you know what I'm saying, the... Uh, I'm feeling a little belabored, you know what I'm saying, by having to tell I'm you guys what we're talking about fucking, this week. <laughs> I'm making an, a role-playing game reference, yeah. and that's all that is. Oh. <laughs> okay, 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 okay. There's well, nothing well, deeper than that. Okay, well, let's let's get right into it. Let's hop right into it. So, your boy, Big Crit, uh, mm. his album Forever is a mighty long time, 2017 album. I, as someone who has not... Actually, I will confess, listen to a full Big Crit album uh, before this, because uh, for me, it was like, I remember hearing a couple of his songs when he first came out and being like, whoa, this guy's really creative. He had that like uh, vent song, I think, where he's just like, hey, I just want to vent for a while. And it's like him just floating over the track like, whoa, I really love this. This is really cool. And then I remember hearing, he did like one or two songs that were just like, oh, poet, uh, I got to make the strip club anthem songs. And I was like... Okay, all right. <laughs> like, if that's where this is going, I'll, I'll, I'll just, I'll just uh, check out now. I did go back because in our first year doing the show, mm -hmm. we reviewed uh, well, Catalactica, actually, no. didn't we? Uh, I'll, I'll rephrase that because I even say in the review that because it was around the holidays and because my work schedule was really, really demanding, I didn't review the album you reviewed it by yourself oh. i didn't even get a chance to listen to it dude i forgot that I, <laughs> what did i say about it <laughs> uh, like you it? seem to like it uh, <laughs> <laughs> the theme the motif uh the first album starts with the track uh big crit the second disc starts with the track justin scott which is his real name, where I was like, oh, and you know, it's, oh my god. So, just to fucking split, like, just to give this away, the musicianship on this album is just mm. lush and beautiful. Yeah. It just, oh god, it's just glorious. So, when this track comes and it's just an instrumental, and it's like, but I'm still wanting to listen to it, and I still like rated it as a track. And I was like, oh my fucking god, this is oh, yeah. just gorgeous. This is fucking beautiful. Like, I just want to listen. You know what I mean? The albums themselves are supposed to be different aspects. Mm. Like the first album is supposed to be, yeah, th this is me, Big Crit, the rapper. Yeah. And then the second disc is supposed to be the more personal, this is the stripped down Justin Scott, the man behind Big Crit. So that's yeah. why the albums start with his name. And I don't really know if I got that much of a difference me in feel. Me neither. <laughs> and I hate it, it when rappers been... like, 
they push this like, oh, it's a double album, and I'm trying to prove a point about the like. But Arya, like Tech Nine does this all the time, where it's like, oh, I made uh, the, the angelic. Uh, this part's about heaven, and uh, well, this part's about limbo. Oh. This part's about hell, and well, I didn't really limbo. have enough time to make a song about heaven. But this song's kind of like has a nice, sweet sample, so it's like like heaven, right? And it's like, well, what was what were you doing with this concept? <laughs> <laughs> and, and they're all basically songs about you getting drunk and high and having good times and yeah there's the serious song sprinkled in but that was earlier as well as later like you know what I mean it, it's the same year where it's just like I'm, I don't even want to think about that because that's not <laughs> it's not helping I do remember the first album was a bit heavier on the uh, you know the south sound the fucking outcast kind of mm-hmm. like bass like, I mean the fucking first disc has let me make sure. Was it the song I gave the highest rating to? Fucking. Okay, no, no, no. I'm going to ask you. Mm. Even though I already spoiled that it's on the first disc. What song do you think I gave the highest rating to on disc one? What? What? <laughs> um, um, I just want to see if we have this in common. <laughs> Maybe. Uh, uh, looking like a layup, layup, layup. <laughs> Because <laughs> that song is so fucking butter. I wrote butter so many times <laughs> on this review. <laughs> I actually wasn't very, very hot on, on Layup. And, and I was thinking about that one cause, because that one's also like just like a chill-ass track where it's like, it may not be your favorite, but like, you're, you're not hitting Skip, right? Like, don't that sound nice? <laughs> or, or maybe, everybody, everybody get your roll on that one. <laughs> No, no, sir. That's gotta be Subinstein! My oh, soul is that so? <laughs> Subinstein! Ooh! <laughs> automatic quake! Make him automatic shake! It's hard to feel your face! Way on Mars, feel the beast! Make a Martian, make her the target to get a taste! Ain't no room for your busted luggage, I'm out in space! In the trunk, once it starts to thump, I can't turn it down! It's too live for the pictures on your wall to survive! Outside talking, keep it quiet. I'ma kill your vibe. Fifteen's like Frankenstein. Watch it come alive. Ooh. You can't hate on the fucking the way they put it this in. And then I heard boom from the amplifier. <laughs> God damn it. I love that track so much. That I gave that one a glistening five. Put that one on the fucking shelf. Okay, see, this one was one I didn't like as much, and it was like, this one's cool, you know, alright, Southern style, okay, I see what you're doing. And then when it got to that third verse, where it's like, but it's still going, and now it's even better with how it flips other thing, I was like, okay, I can't even front on this one. <laughs> like, <laughs> Especially when it gets to the third verse, you hear that little guitar, ooh, there's an electric guitar that just comes <gasps> in. Yes! It just, oh, it just puts the little bow on all so many of these tracks. <laughs> And you never see it coming either. That's the thing, right? I'm like, oh man, this is this is really fucking good. And I am and I, 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 I can't wait to see what the next track has to. Oh, oh shit! <laughs> it ain't done. Wait before oh, you go. There it is. Mmm. <laughs> that little extra spice. See here, and here's my thing. So I was going into this album, listening to it, in the sort of like, all right, well, there's gonna be one of those guys where you know I think they're really good, but they're probably gonna squander it, make it a whole bunch of like club songs. This is just how it's gonna be. <laughs> so just deal with it. You know what I mean? And we get so the first big crit song. Oh my god! Mm. Again, first thing I wrote, clean, buttery, named yep. after himself, and. and <laughs> 
it sounds like he's talking to himself or either like it's his father talking to him or or him the enlightened version of himself coming to you know after he's achieved samsara coming to him you know now and telling him this is what you must do to achieve you know goodness you know what i mean like but it just sounds so like intelligent and then it's like i already have given the song a five out of five and the beat didn't even fucking kick in yet man <laughs> and then when it, that explosive second oh, verse kicks oh, in and the oh. beat switch up yeah, <laughs> I was like, very, very rarely this album has a really great opening track and a really great outro track. Fucking bury me in gold and fucking man. big crit. The oh. fucking bookends, man. They knew what Dude. they were doing. I like when I first heard that final track. And just how it un- the emotion of what he's saying like unveiled unto me, you know, the point that he's ultimately <laughs> making. And then like it was just like so like this is fucking oh my god, like this is touching my soul right now. And then I remember like you know when it came time to like rate it again, and I got to that track, I didn't even like listen to it. I just heard the verse. I was like, oh fuck, sake, yeah, you know. <laughs> oh yeah, fuck, burn me in gold five. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but yeah, fuck. So I'm already like in the first track, and I'm like, wow, this is fucking buttery, this is fucking glittery. I'm fucking loving it. Then we get to confetti, and I'm like, oh yeah, it's, all right, yeah, your confetti ain't even heavy, nigga. I'm like, okay, he's got to make the all right. He's making the clothes song, but dude. <laughs> as I'm listening dun, to this song, he made me like this thing that I was like, uh, like you know what? You felt the transformation, like as I'm just like, oh, confetti! Oh, your confetti isn't heavy. Heavy the confetti is supposed to be like. What are you talking about? And then by the time he gets back, where he's saying like, uh, when you live in that high up, it's hard to see the tension. And I'm, uh, I'm only selling game. I'm, I'm, all, I'm all out of sipping. Grip the four and like a trophy gotta hold it steady fuck your party when your confetti ain't even heavy nigga and i was like oh okay i'm here i'm here with this shit <laughs> i fucking got snakes come chop their heads off cobra clutching on a meal ticket motherfucker if you feel different Ooh. i caught a break no debate and you still fishing the genie out the bottle and you still wishing on my downfall because you petty confetti ain't even heavy ah! <laughs> ah! it's so smooth <laughs> I can't even, dude. I oh can't my God. do it. Yo, this other fucking lyric where he says, like, accountant, like, you got a check. Spend it when you're ready. I'm giving niggas hell. Pray I make it to heaven. Nailing the coffin. The cost of him being off it. Balling since I was in cross you. Winner's circle is my office. And the way he just says it so, like, he just says it so, like, offhandedly. Like, oh, yeah, winner's circle my office. <laughs> like, you know, it's known. <laughs> The winner's circle is my office. God damn. Just the fucking... You're, you're taking like a silent, movie-ass, spooky... Whatever that fucking... You know what I'm talking about. Mysterioso. Pizzicato. I was definitely... And not, and not by much, but I was definitely rocking with the first disc considerably more than the second disc. Only because some of my lower rated tracks are, um, are on, are on the second disc. And I think mm. my main problem with, and my emotions and feelings with this album are when Big Crit is on, he's really fucking on. The songs I don't like as much are the ones that, I'm just kind of sitting there like like layup, where it's like, mm. yeah, th- this is happening. This is something. It's just sort of, yeah. It's just kind of there. But then there are other songs where they're just like, 
super fucking repetitive and they just mm. go on forever like keep the devil off see uh, that that was one of those where i was about oh. to feel that way but then like where it came back Mm-mm. in with the organ and shit and i was like i don't know okay. man it's so long <laughs> it went on forever i just couldn't I, 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 again i think that's one of those moments it's like if you're if you're rocking with it, you're rocking with it, and I feel like the musicality guess, yeah. with with this music, I wanted it to play forever. So I was like, mm. you can keep going. <laughs> I was like, you know, like I wish there were more words happening here, but I'm not gonna hate. <laughs> you know, it's just like they're repeating so much of the same stuff. The music is yeah. fine. Same thing with the next track, like six minutes, and it's got cool musical ideas. But like it's so drawn out, man. Like I'm not rocking oh, with Miss it for Georgia six Ford. minutes. Yeah, that one That's was too long. And and it, it was dipping more into the outcast sort of like specifically outcast sounding with the you know uh, we got a love and hate relationship. I know, I know, you know, with the little nerdy sounding Andre 3000 sound, you know. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but the times and like. I'm not gonna lie. I don't mind that he actually sounds like you know big boy and stuff at certain points. I'm, I'm like, fine with that. Hey, they're not fucking doing it anymore, so I need someone to do it. No, <laughs> yeah. And the thing is, ooh, there he's sounding so good when he's doing, it. and he's getting the best people too. He got fucking Sleepy Brown on one of these goddamn tracks, and that was yeah. one of the ones where like it sounded even cooler, and, like where you could tell it was like, oh, they put some extra stank on this one. They had the little trumpets come in with the like as Sleepy Brown would say, oh, I fucking oh. Fuck it. But, uh, yeah, Miss Georgia Forno, where it sounded like, I, I don't think it was his wife, but it sounded like a very much like, oh, I got oh, a joy. friend to sing, and they're like, very loud and close to the mic in a way that feels <laughs> like, you didn't, you got that too, right? Where it just felt like, is this yeah. supposed to be a more emotionally intense song than I'm thinking it is? <laughs> Yeah, and then when, like, the beat dropped and, it, like, all those heavenly, like, you know, uh, violins came in and stuff, like, that was the one point where it felt like it was overdoing it, you know? <laughs> like, everything else felt like it was perfect, like, I want to hear this music last forever. That was the one point where it felt like, oh, was it that serious? Uh, <laughs> you know? <laughs> I like how you mention Get Up to Come Down, Sleepy Brown, but you just happen to ignore another certain someone who kind of kills the track, in my opinion. Absolutely, CeeLo. Oh, my God. What the fuck, And I couldn't believe it either. With this fucking 80s sound and flow he was rocking, like, what was going on there? (laughs) I don't know if it's because this is already, like, so long after get you and all that shit of like CeeLo trying to come in with a fucking tough guy shit was like yeah, what, I was what not this? here for that it was embarrassing like oh, I mean alright <laughs> yeah, that would have been a much stronger song if he wasn't on it absolutely no 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 for sure and uh, speaking of which if we're gonna talk about lackluster verses I, I didn't like T.I.'s verse on Big Bank as much I, I thought uh, no yeah. yeah I thought fucking Crit rocked that shit um, the hook was a little weird, where he was like, he's like, motherfuckers, he said, motherfuckers never stop my, and then in the background you hear, stop, shine, and so, and so he's saying, he's saying, motherfuckers never stop my, shine, but someone's yeah. saying stop in the middle, so it just sounds like, motherfuckers never stop my, stop, shine, and I'm like, oh, never yeah. stop my stop sign, what is he saying? <laughs> and then, I got shining on rerun, I got shining on rerun, and I'm like, 
does he like that horror movie or something? Like, I mean, I guess it's good, but why is that important to you? <laughs> on reruns? That's funny. <laughs> like, I didn't even think of that. Yeah, like, I think he was talking about one of his own songs, but it's just like, how do you expect the, the average person to know that? <laughs> it's just going to yeah. sound like you're saying you like The Shining a lot. T.I. was sloppy at worst and mediocre at best on that track. It didn't really add too much, but I get it. You got to have the fucking Southern dudes on there representing i gotta talk about another fucking chorus i didn't really like or another feature i wasn't a big fan of we might uh we might have the same idea going into this next one because uh as much as i love 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 this album and the production and all that shit i was feeling this shit to the goddamn max we get to track five and it made me have some doubts oh no (laughs) 1999 featuring lloyd and he gets his own verse? Oh. No. <laughs> no. Oh, oh, man. oh, no. I remember Todd mentioned how he didn't like Lloyd in, nah. like, you know, some, like, worst of, like, episode thing. And I remember thinking, like, oh, he's inoffensive. Like, I just don't think about it. You know what I mean? Like, he, he is an R&B singer that's out there. Bobby Valentino, Chris Brown, Neo. You know, he's just among the bunch that Lil Wayne did songs with in the mid-2000s. Like, he's just <laughs> one of those guys. You know what I mean? Um, right. But then, man, just hearing... This hug, we like, go back that ass up like it's 1999. Go back that ass up like it's not. It's like, didn't we already hear this song with like Drake or something? Like, are we really doing the juvenile reference? And originally, I was gonna be like, oh, big crit. You had to make the hit, didn't you? You had to write a hook like this, didn't you? But then you hear Lloyd's verse, and you're like, oh, I think Lloyd wrote that hook because this sounds like <laughs> his level of writing. Yeah. <laughs> God, that really did sour, that first disc. And we were doing so well, too. Fucking flawless, and then that. And it's such a weird moment of, like, wow, the rapper is smoother than the singer. Like, that never yeah. happens on a track. Usually it's like, you know, Pharrell right. is singing all the cool shit, and the guy's like, yeah, bitch, I bought you the Dawn Perignon, and I suck my dick. You know? Like... <laughs> But here it's him like, yeah, you know, I kiss titties and I suck toes, but I'm also hardcore and I fuck you up if you fuck with me. And you know, it's like, what? Where's this coming from? <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, like, you know, like he's talking about like, hey, you know, uh, Crit is giving you like this complex shit of like, hey, you know, I know you're a stripper, but I'm okay with that. I just like appreciate the, the work that you do as a sexual being. And da-da-da. Like, you know what I mean? Like, he's giving you this like complex thing. Like, oh, okay. Oh, I can see that. And then it's like, bitch, let me suck them titties. <laughs> it's like, Lloyd, like, come on. <laughs> Crit's trying to class up the joint <laughs> going on to uh ride with me featuring bun Ooh. b and pimp c now ride with me i thought was fucking clean i heard that i fu- uh oh you weren't feeling that one as much oh uh, well no uh for the most part i was i mm. really like the pimp c chorus very slick i yeah, love well, it sounds like some fucking the- curtis mayfield shit yeah i, I love the fucking it. beat in the instrumental Ooh. the only thing I just really wasn't feeling Bun B's verse. You know, it kind I of th- was like I, a. Mm. I thought it was cool. I thought it was like a. Again, it's not like the super lyrical, but it's that sort of like he, he's so, he's so relaxed in his flow mm. and what he's saying, and it's like you know that that big southern draw that he had. Like that's like the big like thing that gets you. Mm. And it was like as I was listening to this tra- song, and I saw like oh UGK's on it, and I remember I remember being like 
wait, where is uh, uh, Pimp C's verse? Like, would they not have, like, a posthumous verse for him? Well, they said UGK, and they said Pimp C's on it, and I think he does the hook. And then I was like, I and I remember getting to the end, and I was like, I feel like I heard a Pimp C verse, though. And then going back, and I was like, oh, that was just him? I was like, holy shit. I was like, yo, can they do an EP together? Like, I was actually really feeling this shit. And mm. it's specifically because Bun B and Pimp C, I-, I feel like they're sort of like the more down-to-earth outcast of the 90s, right? Like, you uh. know, like if outcast was just two big boys, like, <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. And so it's like, you know, that they may not meet on the more like whatever intellectual level, but they're still like, you can tell they hold their own lyrically and they're not stupid guys. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm. and so I-, I like that they bring that sort of like respect to it as you listen to their verses. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. So yeah, like I enjoyed it for that, and just having like that fucking southern goddamn Texas swang shit. I wasn't really feeling the last few tracks on on this album as much as the opening. Oh, the first disc. Yeah, yeah. Lay up into ox chord and to get away. I wasn't really feeling those. I can understand that. I can definitely understand that one. Yeah, yeah. Cause I, I, I was listening to it and it felt like it was a little unrelated to what was happening in the hook. Mm. Like I gotta get away from the bullshit. They are everybody, everybody, get your roll on. And I was listening to it like this sounds like a great hook that I've probably heard on like you know Atlanta or something like that. But like. I'm not sure if this fits, you know what, this feels like the, I'm making this to, to get the people singing along to it, as opposed to, like, does this actually, like, get you into what the, the song should be about, you know what I mean? Especially with the, like, gotta get away, I felt like it didn't really do too much for me, because it was pretty repetitive, I thought it sounded nice, but it didn't really do anything particularly interesting, for me, it sort of worked as an intro to the more personal second disc, Mm. Like, if we're thematically talking about getting away, Hmm. and the second disc is supposed to be, like, stepping away and being more personal, then you're getting away from the big rapper persona bullshit type stuff, and that's kind of interesting, but only if you're listening to it on Spotify so it goes one track to the next, because if I gotta change CDs... That's not mm. really going to translate. <laughs> you know what? I'm actually looking at it. I, I'm kind of seeing it now. I'm seeing the... And again, I think it's because... Like, this contributed to me not liking the first album as much. But yeah, he is going more for the mainstream cuts uh, mm-hmm. here. Yeah, and but I, I can enjoy it because it's like... He's still saying shit that's so fucking smooth and so fucking cool. And the beats are so fucking breezy that you're just like, but aren't you enjoying this though? (laughs) You know, it's actually coming together as I look at it. Cause like right after Justin Scott is mixed messages, which is a song literally. And you know, I hear this, uh, this type of song a lot where it's like the, Oh, I want to do good, but I want it, but I also want to do bad. But I felt like this really made you understand that in a way where it's just like, Oh, I actually like kind of feel bad for this guy. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's the contrast that he goes for that really gives you the painted picture where he says, like, revolutionary, although I'm free. I got me a lover, but I still want to cheat. I want to be safe, but it's fuck the police. Don't want to be here, but I'm too scared to leave. And it's like, something about the last one, like, made me reevaluate what was happening in the lines before it. You know what I'm saying? It was like, oh, don't want to be here, but I'm too scared to leave. It's like, okay, he could be just talking about, like, oh, I'm famous. I don't want to, like, not be famous, but it sucks. But he could be talking about, you know, like, a darker thought of, like, I don't like being alive, but, like, I'm not going to kill myself. You know what I mean? Like, and so it made me think of, like, oh, I want to be safe, but it's fucking police. Like, I don't want any confrontation, but I realize, like, no, but but fuck them, though. Like, it's not okay what they did. And that, you know what I mean? I gotta say, I like the skits on this album. <laughs> I actually enjoy them. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he makes me laugh. He made me laugh. <laughs> 
<laughs> Especially with, like, the classic. It's like, yo, that fucking classic shit. You know this shit's gonna be fucking... <laughs> yeah, I haven't even heard it yet. Nah, no, it's classic. <laughs> exactly! <laughs> and, it's uh, all skits. And the later on one where he's like, um, where, where it's like, uh, yeah, come on down to, to the same old club you've been going at for the last 10 years. <laughs> I mean, you could probably be doing something better, but that, you know you ass ain't going to, so come on down. <laughs> like, as I'm listening to this, I'm like, double album, um, yeah, all right, let's see how this goes. But man, I gotta tell you, I was breezing all the fucking way through, and I think it's specifically because he put out the fun stuff first, and then it's like, all right, now the heavy stuff. Like, he definitely couldn't have reversed this. He couldn't. <laughs> this isn't your fucking uh, Nelly's uh, sweatsuit album, wherever the fuck that album was. And I'm going to give you the serious version of me, but then the party version of me. Like, no. It, it, as I listen to this and look at it, it's like, he's actually giving you the variation in how the second, uh, excuse me, the second half of the album is more like about his interpersonal relationships and things of that nature and um oh my god everlasting um it's one of those songs where it's like it's like that ghost face killer song where it's like oh yeah he's spitting game this girl was like but oh i can see how a girl can be into this. okay he's like talking really kind of slick you know it's just like if the world was filled with flowers and surrounded by waterfalls and mountains despite the fact that i just met you can i lie with you and it's like just bringing up that imagery like i wish the world was like this and, but uh you know we outside the club though but uh you know so i'll kick it to you like this so, like it's just the way he does it it's like i wish this world was better and beautiful and i can approach you in this melodic wonderful way but you know this is just kind of normal so how about i just talk to you like a human being <laughs> like all right like i like that you know i know that ain't no gangster gangster shit but i figured you hear that i'm a hood nigga fuck with me damn bad you shorty shit all the time uh don't get me wrong that was me as a teenager but i'm grown now and i think you deserve a better line <laughs> and he says and then he goes, but not lying like spit game, more like spiritual flames to ignite the natural high that we got. I know your homegirl told you don't fuck with them country boys, because we all players, but we all not. <laughs> like, and it's the way he says, like, ah, but we all not. <laughs> and then we put this twang on it, like, it really, he pimps it like a fucking, uh, you know, you know, you, you know, if you're, like, in America, like, oh, some British dude's got an accent, like, alright, he's gonna get the girls, cause he's got, you know what I'm saying, he, he, he can pop that, oh, uh, I, I'm so charmingly befuddled, you know, like, you know, he can pull out that little British charm, you know, and this is like, this is the southern charm he's got, like, he's so fucking pulling that out in such full force, uh, the fucking, uh, and just the way he's so, like, cool, he's like, excuse me, shouty. <laughs> like, you know, it doesn't feel disrespectful. Like, and, and the way he starts it is the verse is just like, mm, excuse me, shouty, if you don't mind. <laughs> I saw you passing, you know. <laughs> and he says, even if you, he, and I love it. He says, even if you ratchet a plastic, a classic, I'm asking if the chemistry we got is everlasting. I'm like, ooh, okay. <laughs> So, I, like, you can't front on that. And then the next song, Higher Calling with Jill Scott, where it's like, okay, he found the girl in the last song, and now it's like, I actually love her, and I'm gonna fucking lay out how much I do. And fucking Jill Scott. Woo! God damn. This motherfucker. Oh, my God. She should have way more hits than she fucking does. But Oh, my God. The, yeah. The way she lays out the emotion. And, like, you know how usually, oh, you know, when fucking Lloyd was cussing on the on the track earlier, it's like, oh, bitch, I suck your titties and all that such a hardcore rapper by cursing. And, you know, like, I don't like that. I don't like it when motherfuckers feel like, in order to be adult R&B, I have to add curse words in it. It's like, no, it's like, make me feel the emotion of you while you're singing. And you can add the curse words in it. So it adds, the, gives it that emotional gut punch like Jill Scott does here. She's like, uh, it's like, I treasure each night to know that you exist in the midst of all this shit <laughs> like oh the way she just laid it out was just like 
I feel you, Jill. <laughs> the fact that you exist in the midst of all this shit. <laughs> that got me, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> all in all, I gotta say, I give this album, like, you know, even with the flaws, even with, like, you know, the stuff that is, like, not as great, but, like, so much makes up for it. And that's what I really feel it is, right? When you're listening to an album, it's like, what really it gives you the experience that makes you want to come back? Is it enough? Like, are you getting enough versus the stuff that maybe isn't as great? Because, you know, and dares you, and you know what I'm saying? And, like, straight up and down, I, I personally got to give this one a five. Like, I am fucking rocking the shit out of this goddamn album. I can't say I got to that point. Which I know it's gonna piss off some people. Hating ass muse. <laughs> Once again, <laughs> you were the guy that Jakarta Motormouth was talking about in my first album. <laughs> it's somewhere between a three and a half and a four. When you got a double disc with this many tracks, it's kind of, it's kind of unavoidable. Anything that is a double album is automatically going to be, you know, have most people going like, uh, do I really want to listen to? And but. For a double album, this holds my attention so much that it actually really took me aback when I was, like, realizing, like, I'm still listening to these tracks and I don't actually, like, want, like, maybe I'll skip 1999, but, like, no, I don't really feel the need to, you know what I'm saying? Like, I was getting that feeling of, like, even if this song's, like, not as good, like, but I still want to hear it, though, you know? So that, that was how I was kind of getting the vibe, you know what I'm saying? But that about wraps it up. For this week's episode of Going Off, thank you very much for checking us out. Thank you very much for the folks who requested the albums that we reviewed on this week's show. Um, for those who are not familiar, we have updated our pay scale um, just because the queue list is getting a bit unruly. So as of right now, uh, for the foreseeable future, until we get a little bit more caught up, album reviews are going to be $60. And personal albums, that means albums that you recorded or produced yourself are going to be 70 that's on our Kofi ko-fi.com slash going off G-O-I-N-O-F-F. Uh, we got all our link trees in the count or the uh, description uh, section rather, so you can check out all our Twitter, YouTube, Patreon, Kofi, everything we got going on, Twitch, you fucking name it. We are just about everywhere. We've got so many hooks in the water. If this happens to be your first time listening to us, all of our old episodes are on SoundCloud, iTunes, YouTube, and Spotify. So one of those is bound to work for you. And we hope you join us again next week. But until then, for going off, free Britney. And I'm Rap Critic. And forever, forever, ever, forever, <laughs> ever is a mighty long time. <laughs> but I'm here to tell you, there's something else. <laughs>